0: Pastor Chuk's Obina Ogoye Pastor Chooks is the lead pastor of Resurrection Life Church in Johannesburg. He is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God and has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. Pastor Chuk's has been involved and active in Marketplace Ministries He's an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. He has taught and facilitated many leadership and entrepreneurship courses and seminars. He is the host of broadcast programs on Facebook, YouTube, and several podcast channels, Living the Life with Pastor Chooks, The Amazing Power of Woman. Thank God it's Friday. Good evening, welcome. It's another uh, edition of our online masterclass, Understanding the Goodness of God. My name is Chuck Sugoya. Tonight is episode 183. Episode 183, we are sharing on the goodness of God makes him slow to anger. That's the the mini series we are on uh, and today will be the fourth installment in that mini series. The goodness of God makes him slow to anger. Go with me to the word of God in Psalm 103 verse 8. That's where we start tonight. Psalm 103 verse 8. The Bible says the Lord is merciful and gracious. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. Slow to anger, abound and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. God is not an angry God. It's a misrepresentation to depict God as an angry creature. As an angry creator, sorry. You know, as somebody who is angry, angry all the time, who is in a bad mood all the time. No, God is not angry. All the time. He's not. In fact, the Bible says his anger is for a moment and his favor is for a lifetime. So, so he would rather stay in the lane of favor than stay in the reign of anger. And even when it comes to anger, he is slow at it. He's slow to anger. The Bible tells us, and there are so many scriptures that, that give us that, that God is slow to anger. Alright, so we've been dealing with this, you know, issue of slowness to anger. And I explained to us, uh, that the reason why God is slow to anger, okay, let's let's go there. Second Peter chapter three verse nine. Second Peter chapter three verse nine. The reason why God is slow to anger is that He is giving people chance to repent. God will rather people repent than for people to experience judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So God will rather people repent. God will rather people. Experiences mercy than experience judgment. So 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 Second Peter chapter three verse nine the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us. That word long suffering there is that he's slow to anger towards us, not willing, not willing that any should perish. He, he's not willing, he doesn't want people to perish, he doesn't want people to go to hell not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance not willing that any should perish, but that all everybody, God wants everybody to repent so he gives people time while while you know, they are taking their time to repent he gives them time to repent, so that they don't have to experience his judgment. God will rather people experience his mercy than to experience his judgment. So that is what makes him slow to anger. He will rather have people experience him as a merciful God, as a kind God, than as a a harsh God of judgment. No, he doesn't want that. He wants people to experience his mercy. So it's only when people uh, push it, push it, push it, and they run out of Uh, uh, (laughs) they run out of the grace given to them, then they have to experience the judgment of God. But you see, if a lot of Christians understood this, that God is slow to anger, we will not be quick to, to, to rain down judgment on people. We will not be quick to rain down judgment on people, to, to command fire to come from heaven and burn them, to command death to meet them, to command the ground to open and swallow them, to command wild animals to come out from the bush and eat them up. Doing that is a reflection that we do not know the true character of the God we serve. Let me say that again. When we are quick to execute judgment on human beings, we 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 betray that we do not know the God we truly serve. There was an instance, on you know, uh, where the disciples of Jesus Christ were irritated by some opposition that they got from, I think, they were Samaritans or so. And and the, 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 you know, the John and J- James and John wanted to call them fire. They were the Bible called them the sons of thunder. They were quick-tempered. That's why they are called the sons of thunder. They were quick-tempered. And they wanted to call down fire. And Jesus rebuked them. Jesus said, you don't know what manner of spirit that is in you. You don't know it. You are are not supposed to be quick to call down fire to burn these people. God is slow to anger. He's slow to anger. Alright, so part of the reason why people are quick to call down judgment on people who are Oppressing them, people who are irritating them, people who are uh, maltreating them, even people who are bringing witchcraft and all of those things on them is because there's something that, you know, uh, that is fundamental in in that error. And it is the error of not being able to separate between the sinner and the devil making them to sin. Let me say that again. We must be able to separate between, separate the sinner from the devil that is making them to sin. The Bible says in Ephesians, let's go there, in Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. This is the problem. That's where the issue is. You see, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, it said, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. These are spiritual entities. We are not wrestling against human beings. Our fight, our battle, our contention is with spiritual entities. So, when we are engaged in a conflict, when we engaged in an altercation in the spirit realm, we must separate the sinner. And the devil that is making them sin. You must separate the sinner from the the, the demon that is making them sin, the demon that is making them execute wickedness on you. You must separate the two. God suppress the two. You see, God suppressed the two. God loves the sinner. Jesus died for the sinner. God loves the sinner. God wants the sinner to repent. Look at what we read in Second Peter. He said he does not want any to perish. He does he wants all, 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 he wants all to come to repentance. So what that means, God wants people to change. Jesus has already died. He is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the whole world. He's paid for the sin of the whole world. He doesn't want people whose sin he has already paid to still die without an opportunity to receive what he died for. Because when that happens, it's wasted. He died for them. He died for them to be saved. He died for them to come into the kingdom. He died for them to become disciples of Jesus Christ. He died for them. Their destiny is in fulfilling the purposes of God for their lives. That's why he died. He died that they may fulfill their destiny in God. He doesn't want them to perish before they have an opportunity to repent. So that's why God is slow to anger believers we also must be slow to anger we you know and we must make that distinction between the sinner and the devil that is making them sin we can command instant judgment on the devil why because their their judgment has already been written the judgment of principalities and powers have already been done by Jesus going to the cross the God of this world is already judged The God of this world and the demons, they are already judged. So, for you as a believer, executing that judgment promptly is right. But know that you are executing judgment on the demon behind the sin. On the demon behind the wickedness. On the devil behind the atrocity. Be quick to execute the judgment because it's already done. It's already already written. It's already done. But spare the sinner. God is slow to anger towards the sinner. Let me say that again. God is slow to anger towards the wicked man. God is slow to anger towards the sinner. God is slow to anger towards the the lascivious man. God is slow to anger towards human beings. Why? Because God so loved the world. He loved the world. He's quick to love but slow to anger. He's quick to love and slow to anger. He's not slow to love. He loves the world. He loves the sinner. He loves the terrible sinner. He loves them. He loves the wicked man. He loves him. And he wants him saved. So he holds back his anger so that he can be saved. Hi, He holds back his anger so that per, per adventure, there will be an opportunity for this person to get saved. So when you are confronting wickedness, please separate the person that is being used of the devil And the devil using them. Command judgment on the devil, but not on the people. Separate the two. Separate the two. God separates the two. God does not judge the wicked man together with the devil making him to be wicked. No, he separates the two. He gives the sinner opportunity and chance to repent. That's why the Bible says he's slow to anger because he does not want I ready for you. That not willing that any should perish. Not willing that they should perish, they should they should experience the wrath of God Mm -mm. not willing that they should perish. So so you don't want them to and you know what? When people die, they do no longer have an opportunity to repent. So if you are quick to call down judgment and they die immediately, how are they gonna repent? How are they gonna receive what God has already provided? God has already provided salvation for them. It is God is not willing that they go to hell. Let me say it. That's what I read in the Bible. God is not willing. He's not willing. It's not his will that they go to hell. It's not his will. He wants them to repent. He wants them to repent. But there are many believers who are sending wicked sinners to hell before they have an opportunity to repent. We are sending them. We are too quick because we do not know We do not know the character of the God we serve. That He is an absolutely good God. He would rather have people repent than them going to hell. He would rather have people repent than them experiencing judgment. He would rather have them repent and come into the kingdom so they can fulfill their destiny. So they can become what God created them to become. Can you walk with the Holy Spirit and not walk against the Holy Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit doing? The Holy Spirit is out in the earth trying to bring as many people into the kingdom as possible. Trying to... Every sinner is a target of the Holy Spirit to be born again. Let me say that again. Every sinner is a target of the Holy Spirit to be born again. God, the Holy Spirit is working to get that sinner born again. But now the Holy Spirit has believers who are ill-informed. Believers who do not know the character of God. Working against Him by calling instant judgment on sinners. Calling instant judgment on sinners, on wicked people, calling instant judgment? No, God is slow to anger. Can we be slow to anger? Can we slow, slow down, and and, and and not be quick to call down judgment on people who have wronged us? Can we be slow to anger, so that God can have an opportunity for them to repent and join us in the kingdom? And join us in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Look at look at uh, uh, Psalm chapter four. Verse 4. He said, be angry, but do not sin. Be angry, but do not sin. So, So, how do you separate it? Be angry at what the devil is doing. Direct your anger against the devil. When you direct your anger against man, you are sinning because we are supposed to love men, we are supposed to love people, we are supposed to extend patience to people, we are supposed to extend kindness to people, we are supposed to extend the love of God to people. Not judgment of God, the love of God. What we owe men, we owe men to give them the love of God, not the judgment of God. Let me say that again. We owe men to give them the love of God, not the judgment of God. That's that's what we owe people, to give them the love of God, so, so we must direct our anger where we are supposed to direct it. Direct the anger to the devil using this person. The devil manipulating this person. The devil making this person engage witchcraft, engage occultic powers. That's where we are supposed to direct our anger and not sin. God loves people, we must love people God loves sinners, we must love sinners God loves wicked people We must love wicked people and pray for their salvation God wants them saved God wants them saved We cannot, look at Jesus 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 is the is the perfect image of the Father Jesus is the perfect representation of the Father Jesus wants everybody saved Yes, he died for all men so, so we need to understand the nature of our warfare and, and fight it properly. Let me show you. Let me show you. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 verse 19. This is one truth that has not become clear to a lot of believers. This thing about the, the, the character of God of being slow to anger. The character of God of you know being an absolutely good God. Many believers are not clear. I pray that my teaching will bring clarity to your mind so you can understand the mind of the father. Look at look at this in Romans chapter 12. Let me read from verse 17. Let me read Romans chapter 12, verse 17. He says, Repair no one evil for evil. Did you see that? Repair no one evil for evil. So they do you evil. God says, Don't give them evil back. Don't give them evil back. When you when you curse them to die, you are giving them evil back. Don't give them evil back. He said, "Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you. Beloved, verse 19 now, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves. But rather... Did he say that? Give place to lots. Do not avenge yourselves. But rather, allow the anger of God to work in its time. That's what he's saying there. Allow the anger of God to work in its time. The anger of God is slow. <laughs> he, say, he says, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to no, but rather give place to the wrath of God. In other words, allow the anger of God to work in its time. Let God is slow to anger, so allow it. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So God says, Leave vengeance to me. And the reason why God reserved the, the exclusivity to vengeance and left and, and, and left it to his prerogative. Because he knows that we will not be able to deal with, you know, uh, uh, the, the 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 wickedness of men around us. We will not be able to handle it. So he says, no, allow me, allow me, give place to my anger, allow my anger. It's slow, but allow it. Give me time. Allow my anger to execute it. Vengeance is mine; I will repay. Look at verse 20. He says, therefore. Because vengeance is mine. Therefore, therefore, if your enemy is hungry, don't kill him. Instead, feed him. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. Who is your enemy? The person who the devil is using to walk against you. The person the devil is using to try to kill you. He's your enemy. But God says... Feed him when he's hungry. God says, if he's thirsty, give him water to drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Yeah? <laughs> you will heap coals of fire on his head. Now, that, that that statement there is not that fire is going to burn him. Coals of fire on his head, it talks about purification. It talks about cleansing. So So, by feeding him when he's hungry... By giving water when he's thirsty, you are giving him time for the work of God, the work of the Spirit to permeate deep inside of him and walk out to the righteousness of God in him and bring out salvation and bring out deliverance and purify him so that he's no longer yielding himself as an instrument in the hand of the devil to walk against the people of God. So, so this is our supposed to be our attitude. This is why Jesus taught. He says, if 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 you he, slap you, turn the other side. If they take your coat, give them your shirt. That's what Jesus taught. Look at verse twenty one. He says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Did you see that? Do not be overcome by evil. What does it mean that you will overcome by evil? That evil. Evil overwhelms you, then you start throwing evil back. That's what it means. You have been overcome by evil. Because evil overwhelms you, you start throwing evil back. Never be a, a giver of evil. You are a life given spirit. Give only life. It's not right that you give life and then you give death and you give a hate and you give love. No, give only life, give only love. Give only light. You can't give light and then give darkness. Mm -mm. God is purifying his church. God is sanctifying his church so that we only give the love of God. We only give the light of God. We only give the life of God. We are life given spirit. Yes, we are created after the image of the second Adam, (laughs) the last Adam. The last Adam is a life-giving Spirit, and we are born again after the last Adam. So I am a life-giving Spirit. That's all I give, life. So remain a life-giving Spirit. Don't give life and then give death. Don't give peace and then give no. Be a be a dispenser of peace. Be a dispenser of life. Be a dispenser of light. God is light. In Him there is no darkness at all. So can it be said of you as a believer? That Brother Judah, you are light in you. There is no darkness at all. Brother Peter, you are light in you. There is no darkness at all. Sister Mary, you are light in you. There is no darkness at all. Sister Rachel, you are light. There is no darkness in you at all. So, if there is no darkness in you, you can't give what you don't have. If there is no debt in you, you can't give what you don't have. So, can we stop accommodating debt and then housing debt and life Together, no, no, no. It's not supposed to be. We are supposed to give life and life only. We are supposed to give the love of God and the love of God only. We are supposed to give. Oh yes, we are supposed to give peace and peace only. So when we understand this, we we understand this scripture now that says, "Do not be overcome by evil. Don't let their evil make you become evil. <laughs> Don't tit for tat. It does not belong into the in the New Testament. No, tit for tat doesn't belong there. So so instead, God Jesus taught us otherwise. Jesus taught us that if they if they maltreat you, do, do them good. That's what he says. Paul is saying here, the apostle Paul he says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Over how do we overcome evil with good? Not not look, look and I want you to notice this. He said, Do not be overcome by evil. So Do not be overcome by evil But overcome evil with good So don't allow evil to take you over That you begin to give evil That's what it means you have been overcome by by evil But the only way to overcome evil is with good Overcome evil with good We don't overcome evil with evil We overcome evil with good Because we give good When they give us evil we give them good when they give you evil, we give them good, and only good can swallow up evil. Only water can quench can quench fire. So so give good, continue to give good, and it will swallow up the evil. There is a generation of temperamental believers who are so angry, who are so quick, quick, quick tempered, they are so quick to lash out and pronounce judgment and curse people and pour fire to burn people and send angry angels to kill people. No. No. No, it's a misunderstanding of the character of God. It's a deep, fundamental misunderstanding of the character of God. God is slow to anger. And why is he slow to anger? Because he would rather people experience his mercy rather than experience his judgment. He would rather people experience his mercy rather than experience his judgment. And can we allow God... To fill the earth with the knowledge of of his goodness. As the waters cover the sea. As people begin to experience the goodness and the kindness of God. Because the Bible says it is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Not the judgment of God. It is the kindness of God. Romans chapter 2 verse 4. It is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. We want to see people come to Christ in their billions. We've got eight, 7.8 billion people on the planet. Of that, maybe only 2 billion have truly born again. The, the majority of the planet is still not born again. And, and God wants to cover the earth uh, with, with his goodness as what has covered the sea. So that the goodness of God can lead all of mankind to repentance. The goodness of God. That's what God wants. That his goodness can lead people to repentance. So, let's stop being overcome by evil. Let's not be overcome by evil. Let's overcome evil with good. Hallelujah. And the only way to do that is for us to become slow to anger. Separate the devil from the sinner that is being used by the devil. Separate the two. Rain judgment on devils. Why? Because their judgment has already been written. Oh yes, their judgment has already been written. Psalm 149 verse 9. Yeah, I think that, that would be my last scripture today. Psalm 149 verse 9. Their judgment has been written. Look at what the Bible says. It says to execute on them the written judgment. Who is the them there? Demons. Principalities. Powers. To execute on them the written judgment. It's written. When Jesus went to the cross, judgment was pronounced on upon all of satan and his cohorts and and then jesus exe- jesus um um executed you know uh, uh uh that 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 judgment on the enemy right there in hell so me and you we have the right to enforce the judgment satan has been judged the god of this world has been judged the bible tells us that that the god of this world has been judged already he's judged so, my part, your part is to execute the judgment on the devil, but spare the people. Give them long suffering. Give them patience so that they can repent. Do you know that what they are doing is because of the devil's influence on their mind? If the devil is judged and his influence is broken off their mind and their lives, they will see why, how they were wrong and they will repent. That's what happened to Saul that became Apostle Paul. The, the the influence of, of the demons that were driving him to persecute the church was broken off his life, and suddenly he could see the light and he could see that Jesus Jesus was reaching out to him and he responded because there was a break between the devil that was using him and and him. God loved him, but you know but, but, but devils were using him. So the church prayed for a divorce. For a break of that bondage So that he can be separated from the devil Influence of demons Influence of blood tested demons That were using him to kill people in the church But when that thing was You know executed And those demons were judged By the believers in prayer And they broke the influence of Saul He became apostle Paul The killer became an apostle There are killers today That ought to become apostles there are there are occultic men wicked men that need to become apostles if we break off the the forces of darkness holding their minds holding them making them instruments and we break off those forces we will we will get them saved and we'll get them discipled, and they will carry the gospel with the same zeal with which they serve the devil they're not going to serve God they're not going to serve God so this is our responsibility and we ought to do that so understand this that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal second corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 they, they are not carnal they are not physical so in other words they are not supposed to be used on physical people because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal they are mighty through god not for killing people but for pulling down demonic strongholds can you see There is no weapon that God has given to any believer to harm human beings. To kill human beings. There is no such weapon that God has given to you. You have been given the responsibility to build lives, not to tear them down. To build up, not to destroy. That's what you have been given. You've been called to build up. You've been called to edify, not to destroy people. Don't destroy people. God loves people. God loves the sinner. Don't destroy them. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God for pulling down strongholds, not for pulling down people. For pulling down strongholds in the minds of people. Pull down the strongholds so that the people can rise up and stand for Jesus. Pull down the strongholds in their mind so that they can heal their mind to become instruments in the hands of God. So let's understand the nature of our warfare and the nature of the weapons that God has given to us. We are not given swords to stab people in the spirit. We are not given swords to kill people, to cut off their head in the spirit, and so they die in the natural. No! No! We are given weapons for pulling down struggles, for defeating arguments, for defeating imaginations. That's what the Bible says. So so we are dealing with non-tangible things. Stop hurting human beings. I know they are wicked. Come against the devil using them pray for their deliverance, pray like the like our Master Jesus. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing because some something is using them. It is that thing that is using them that is our enemy. Yes, that's what the Bible says. It's the demons that are our enemy. Go after the real enemy. Your enemy is the demons. Human beings are not your enemies. Stop saying human beings are your enemies. Human beings are not your enemies. The demons are your enemies. Go after the demons. Pronounce judgment on them. Why? The judgment is already written. Jesus has already defeated them. So pronounce, just execute it. Push them off back into hell. Yes, that's what you're supposed to do. Take your, use your authority, your God-given authority as a believer. Push these demons back into hell, back into hell where they belong. Yes, bind them, bind them. Lose people, but bind the devils. Lose people, but bind the devils. Yes, yes, yes when we understand the nature of our warfare and begin to do warfare properly, we will save souls and destroy demonic strongholds. We will save souls and destroy demonic strongholds. God wants to save souls. He loves people. He loves them. He wants to save them. He wants to set them free. He wants to help them. So we must must push in the spirit and destroy demonic strongholds and strongholds on their lives. Get rid of sickness and disease. And then set free the people so that they can be, they can repent, that they can be given an opportunity to repent and come to Christ so that they can join us to serve God. Isn't it a, a wonderful thing when a prostitute becomes a prophet? Isn't it a wonderful thing when an occultic man becomes an apostle? Isn't it a, a wonderful thing when a wicked man becomes a righteous man? Yes, that's what God wants and that's what the kingdom of God is about. And as we, when we begin to understand the character of God, we begin to represent Him better. Begin to represent Him better. And, and, and then, you know, the, 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 the kingdom of God begins to move forcefully. We will only overcome evil with good, not with evil. We only overcome evil with good. And I pray that we will get the scripture and we'll get the things that the Lord says repay no one evil for evil. That's what the Bible says. I'm done for tonight. God bless you. I, 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 I hope you got it. This is one message you need to share with your friends. Share with all the brothers who are killing their enemies, who are raining curses and raining judgment on people that Jesus died for. Mm-mm. Let's be slow to anger. Let's be angry but sin not. And the only way to be angry but sin not is to direct our anger properly. When we, are, when we misdirect our anger to human beings instead of to demons, we are sinning. We know we, we don't want to sin. We want to be angry, you know, pour our anger where we're supposed to pour it, on demons, on demonic, satanic agents on the, on the planet. Those demons that are using human beings, let's execute judgment that is written against them and then set the planet free from their influence. Hallelujah. So that people can truly serve God and come into a knowledge of the truth. I'm done. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you tonight. Um, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. South African time, as we continue to share. Um, the, the goodness of God makes God slow to anger. The goodness of God makes Him slow to anger. I look forward to tomorrow's episode. Good night and God bless you. Bye.